Welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Fixing to Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown, and today we've got a pair of WBL player interviews. That's right, we are being a series of interviews where we will have discussions with players from the WBL Wiffle Ball League in Massachusetts, South Shore Zone Wiffle Ball League. Uh, but before we get to those interviews, make sure you like and subscribe, follow on Twitter. Make sure you go follow the Cool Zone Pod with Jonathan Sullivan and Nick Brown, the Foxborough Files with Dan Roach, Zach Lacey, and Mike Ayula, as well as Mountain Off Radio. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right, joining me now is the Quincy Queen, the Abington Albatross, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Billy Campbell. Billy, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, have this little chat. Yeah. First of many of these player interviews for the WBL to come. Uh, so let's let's start off by listing your stats and your accolades because you you've only been here for a couple of years, but you're 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 building a resume here. Yeah, so my third third year starting off, so only can hope that things keep going up. You know, yeah, you've you've got a career three three five OBP and a, a four two four ERA entering this year, eleven dingers in two seasons, and you were last year's twenty twenty most improved player. Uh, thanks to a 378 OBP and a 514 ERA. So, I mean, you, you're making progress. You, you made big strides at the end of last year, and you had the respect of your peers, and they acknowledged that. Um, so, but let me, let me ask you a general question first. First and foremost, who is Billy Campbell? How much time you got? <laughs> I, I got a little bit of time. <laughs> Uh, so I, I was introduced to the league and really all you guys, all the Rockland and Millbrook guys, uh, through DS, through grandpa. Um, we met at college, kind of continued our friendship after college. Uh, he asked me during the summer a couple years ago, if I wanted to just come and hang out, play a little wiffle ball. I said, yeah. And I didn't know I'd still be doing it like two and a half years later. So fuck you, Sadik. <laughs> it, it's an itch man once once you get the itch you, you can't ignore it you can't leave it yeah <laughs> but uh so what let's talk about your sports background uh, i know you i believe you went to catholic uh memorial high school is yep. that correct uh so yeah. talk to me yeah. about your sports background growing up what sports were you into um growing up i really played like everything from like started playing like t-ball and like soccer and things like that uh played a little bit of like lacrosse and things like that and then once i got i started playing hockey in the seventh grade which is a little late uh for other people um but i started playing in the seventh grade played seventh grade all throughout high school wanted to play in college but doing too many of the 12 ounce curls and uh, <laughs> kind of lost track um but yeah always kind of thought of myself as an athlete that's probably just because of my parents just stuck me in sports my whole life so they didn't have to deal with me um which i think is pretty relatable for most of the people in this group yeah 
No, I would agree. I mean, it's funny you say you didn't get into hockey until seventh grade. I think I was out of hockey by like the fourth grade. So yeah, that, that's usually how it happens. I could I couldn't figure out learn how to stop on skates. So every time I had to get off the ice, I would just crash into the boards and just flip over. Yeah, yeah take a tumble. Uh, so now let's talk about your team, the Dominican Republic snowflakes. What's the yeah. one thing you enjoy the most about playing with the guys on that team? Um, I think you just said it. It's kind of the guys, you know, we have exact like is like our leader, you know, he's been not doing it the longest. Cause I know Mark's been in the league for a while as well. Um, but Zach's just the, the horse of the team, you know, how he is doing kind of det determines how we're doing. If Zach's roping the ball, then, everyone else doesn't feel as stressed to hit. And that's usually when you get better results and same similar with pitching. Um, although this year, Mark and uh, DR have been good pitchers too. Um, whereas Zach has kind of started a little bit slow, but hopefully that'll change. Um, but I kind of, I just like getting out there and hanging out with everyone. It's not too serious. Like the bums We're kind, <laughs> kind of all like, we know what to expect from each other and, if you make a great play, awesome. But if it's like a play that's kind of out of reach, then no one really is ragging on anyone, mm -hmm. um, which is good. You know, it's 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 fun. It should be fun. But we should we also kind of want to like kick everyone's ass, you know, especially after we want a slow start. So we got a lot to prove and we just want to start, like I said, just kicking ass, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, if you could take Zach's spot as captain for one day, who would be the one player in the league that you would want to trade for? I would say Matty Baseball. When Matty Baseball is there and he's when he, obviously when he's pitching, he's outstanding, but great fielder, great bat. And I also say Matty Baseball just because I wouldn't want to hit against him. I think I'm like this year and last year, I think I'm like 0 for 7 against him. And I got lucky last year by not playing against him a lot of the time. So mm -hmm. Matty baseball has my number and that's the only reason I would take him. Over <laughs> just to avoid him completely. Just yeah, take him. Exactly. Yep. Totally understand. Now you mentioned that uh, the bums, would you say that they're your biggest rival in the league? I don't know. I mean, rival in terms of like team or like me personally. Um, uh, you answer it both. So like, give me like who, the, who you would say is your biggest rival on a personal basis. You could say that as an individual or as a team and then who you think your team views as their biggest rival. Yeah. I, I kind of think this will wrap into like, both of those will wrap into the same. Uh, like you said, I think the bums are not that the Hanks and, um, the coochies aren't good. The coochies just beat us in the series two to one. So it's not like, I'm not like discrediting them or anything like that, but I think for what it's worth, I think we have the most trouble with the uh, with the bums, which I would say is kind of a robbery. Like last week, we had Nick being wild and everything like that. Sully, <laughs> Sully just refuses to swing the bat, and no matter how much you chirp in his ear, he just he, he just hangs on to it. So I respect it, but at the same time, like swing the bat. Let's get the games going, you know, get some hard outs. Um, but yeah, I think, and I, I'm not, well, with you gone, the rivalries are really out of the window just because you had the rivalry with everyone, which is awesome. 
It's true. I mean, I don't know a single person in the league that hasn't had some sort of back and forth exchange that didn't raise tensions a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I kind of ruined the whole rivalry thing. Uh, But uh, hopefully a a couple of, couple of people are trying to uh, do their best Ryan impression. Oh, yeah. Your your little brother is definitely (laughs) holding on to what you had last year. So (laughs) speaking of Nick, he was the former commish before I took over. Uh, If you could become commish for one day, what's the first thing you would change about the league? Could be anything. What would you, what would you do? Um, I'm not like, well, it hasn't happened yet, but I don't know how I'm going to like, like this whole, like two parts of the season. I liked how it was last year, how it was just like the same, like continuous, but we're trying to expand. We're trying to get more eyes on the league, get more younger, essentially, you know, and with this whole like kind of expansion, I guess that's, that is what's going to happen. But I don't know. I'm a little weary on, you know, what's going to happen. Are these kids going to come to play every weekend? I hope so. The, just out of high school or still in high school, you know, like what else do they have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm not, not comparing them to like a Cam Mooney or anyone like that, but <laughs> you know, like when you don't show people notice. It's, it's true. You know, he's the only person in the league that's an active player still that hasn't played yet. So, uh, yeah. Mm, mm. All right. Uh, so, Let's talk. Let's circle back to you now. What's the one area of your game that you want to improve on the most going forward? Um, I think. Well, if I'm only pitching one inning per series, which is how it's been, um, like I don't really need to improve on pitching. You know, I just do my one inning. Um, that being said, I think I've been a little better this year. I think it's obviously I've only pitched a couple innings, like a handful of innings. So my ERA is going to be lower just because I'm facing less people. But yeah, I got like a, like a under a one ERA right now. And I think like I'd be fine with getting a little more time pitching. Mm. And then if I'm pitching, we have Zach at third base instead of what we've been kind of doing is me being the infielder for like the pull pull mm-hmm. side. And I think that's worked, but I have gotten like two, three or four uh, errors already this year. And it's not like I'm a bad fielder, you know. I, I think I make like I consider myself in like the top half of the fielders, not like one person, not like the number one or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think if if I'm gonna pitch the amount that I'm pitching, I'm gonna need to get better at fielding. But if not, I think it's got to be field or sorry, it's got to be pitching, just because I don't want to be the a liability essentially. I hear you. And I mean, you're up, like you said, you're off to a good start so far. I think you've got only one earned run in four innings. So you're doing your part. You're doing what's been asked of you when your number has been called. So hopefully you'll get more opportunities down the line, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I'm an idiot and I had a question about the expansion team that I failed to properly segue into. So now we got to double circle back to the expansion team here. Run it back. Run it you, back. Uh, <laughs> You brought them up. Uh, what are your expectations for them? Like, I, I know you're talking about like questions you have for them, but what are your yeah. actual expectations for them? Um, well, I don't really like, I, I, I know kind of like the relationship with how they are related to the league and everything like that with like friendships and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was through little Mike maybe. Yep. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't know any of their backgrounds. If they played baseball, like like DJ transitioned pretty seamlessly in terms of I'm sure he played wiffle ball growing up and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it is a dramatic switch when you're getting wiffle balls every week, you know, like usually like growing up, we'd me and my friends would play wiffle ball and I'd do like Babe Ruth during the weekends or mm-hmm. senior Babe Ruth, whatever it was. It's not but easy. Where, where you're only playing wiffle ball now, it's fucking hard, man. Like it's it's not an easy switch. And I think once things get a little settled, I mean, I just want them to show up, you know, because my first year I was so bad. I, I, if I batted over 200, it was because of like a stats error. I was <laughs> no. so bad my first year. No, so see. <laughs> I, I hope that they continue, stick it out. And if it, if it works out, that's awesome. And if it doesn't work out, then we got to audible and do something else next year. Yeah. Now, I think it's an interesting point you said. You think it's more difficult to just play wiffle ball straight up than to sort of go back and forth between baseball and wiffle ball? From my experience, at least, yeah. Yeah. See, I would have I thought it would be the other way around. So I, I just – I think it's interesting. Can you, like, expand upon that? I think it's really just – well, fielding's pretty similar. Um, pitchings are so damn different because – you try and throw your wiffle ball as hard as you can, you throw it six feet in the ground, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a much more finesse kind of arm angle, the way you flick your wrist rather than power, which is what we kind of grew up facing, you know? Mm-hmm. Just in like Little League, Babe Ruth, high school and all that stuff. All right. So next I want to do... A little rapid fire round. Uh, some may some may call this the electric chair. So I'm gonna put a minute on the clock. I'm just gonna fire off a bunch of random questions. Just answer them as quickly and to the best of your ability as you can. Cool. All right. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? I would buy a Cuban sandwich from Double Horse Bistro in Abington, Massachusetts. <laughs> What's the color of your toothbrush? Uh, navy blue. Mm. Electrics. Philips Sonic Air, baby. Hell yeah. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Uh, my dog, Henry. He's an absolute beast. Uh, what's one thing on your bucket list? Skydiving. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, jeez. The superhero talk after the whole WBL chat. <laughs> I get into it. Um, favorite superhero, like DC and Marvel, anything, doesn't matter. Anything. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like Wolverine. I know he's like a mutant, so he's not really like a superhero, but he was just fucking badass, man. Just, ding. American people. Uh, all right. So that was the electric chair round. You got through about five questions. That's not bad for 60 seconds, but it looks that superhero one got you, man. <laughs> I know. Well, I had to think back. I didn't want to offend anyone in the chat. But <laughs> Are you really worried about offending people in the league? Are you yeah. really? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want any old takes exposed right now. So, uh, All right. But let's, uh, let's wrap up with, on, a, on a good note here. So give me, what is your favorite part about playing in the WBL? What keeps bringing you back each weekend, each season? Um, I mean, it's really just like kind of seeing everyone hanging out, 
like since I moved to Abington, I still have like my Quincy friends, my home friends and college friends are different. Um, but it's really nice having a group of guys that's like less than 10 minutes from my apartment. And every week we get together for a couple hours. That's awesome. You know, especially I do like a men's league hockey and we have had like the past two seasons, like partially canceled because COVID and shit like that. So anything that like just to get outside and it's during the summer, you know, like work is a little less stressful, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of getting out there and getting a little tan on, you know, nothing better than that. I hear you. And I love to hear it. Uh, but that's going to do it. That's all I uh, got here. Do you got any uh, final thoughts on your mind before we get you on out of here? Uh, I, I have a question for you. Oh, shit. A little Go ahead. Over. Uh, who do you think is going to win the first half of the WBL season, regular season? You know? Not regular, but the first half of the season. I'm yeah. So going into the season, I I was thinking it would be either the Snowflakes or the Cancuchis. I had my regular season overall champion as the Snowflakes, as you guys. Yep. Uh, if I if you're asking me right now, based on what I've seen and what I the stats reflect, I mean, I don't want to bail on my quick um, on my pick so quickly. We're not we're barely even at the halfway point of the first half, but that would be tough. That would be a bad look in the commish. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough if if Mac keeps showing up, that team's just not going to lose series. They, I, I mean, they. They sucks. They were pitches. they were five and two last year with him, and they're four and one this year with him. So they really don't lose much at all with him. So if he's able to keep showing up man, when they play, I, I I think they're gonna end up being the top dog in the first half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's all great points. But uh, I think that's going to do it here. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on and doing this, Billy. And uh, I hope to have you on the podcast uh, down the road. Talk some actual yeah. other sports, not just the wiffle ball. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it. All right. Take care, man. All right. See ya. All right. Joining me now is the infamous Lil Mike. Mike Ayula. Lil Mike, how are you doing? Ryan, we are fantastic tonight. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Some might even say swell. Uh, swell. You're looking swole. Looking swole. I like to cut off. Sir. This is a <laughs> podcast. This is an audio only podcast. <laughs> but uh, we're here today uh, continuing the process of doing WBL player interviews. So let's start off by getting to know little Mike a little bit better. We're gonna list his his stats and his accolades. I don't think he's gonna like this, but uh, so Mike is a career two ninety two OBP, and his he has a five three two ERA entering twenty twenty one. He has a, a a massive four home runs in five seasons, and he was the twenty twenty Co Baxter Award winner. And la but last year, you made some improvements, even though the stats don't reflect it. <laughs> last year, you had a 295 OBP and a 587 ERA, but you're off to a hot start pitching this year. Uh, that's that's big. That's big. The ERA is sitting at like what, 2.7, something like that? 
it's 405 right now because i imploded in the last inning but yeah uh, but that's 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 your captain's fault you you, you pitched too good yeah, no that one's on me i i kept looking at him like i got it i got it and i i, I did not in fact got it at that point so um no that one was on me damn it mike i'm not i'm not, I'm not selling out my captain i i Listen, I did that once, and it backfired on me in football, <laughs> and I'm not doing it in the WBL. I'm not going to throw Alec under the bus like that. Uh, all right, but let's let's get after it here. So let's let's start off with an open-ended one. It might even be the hardest one. Who is Mike Ayula? Jesus Christ, that is a brutal question. Uh, as a player, Mike Ayula is a, a free-spirited kind of Johnny. Uh, he... He's someone who he's definitely more of an FBL than a WBL kind of guy. Um, kind of dreads, you know, it, it's just because I'm not very good. I mean, the fact that you had to lead in with my OBP and not my batting average to tell you all you need to know about who Mike Ayula is. Uh, oh, hold on. But, but I'm going to cut you off there. I'm doing that for everyone. Don't, don't, everyone's getting okay. their OBP. Nobody, okay. I ain't going to speak about batting averages about anyone unless they bring it up. Oh no! Did we lose Bill Mike there? Um, nope, nope. I'm here. It was. I think it was my Wi-Fi. I went off the Wi-Fi. Oh, uh, he went off the I, grid, I'm but back. he's back. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate you doing the OVP thing because the batting average—it's uh, better than it's been in years past. Um, as a player, I'm I'm enjoying myself a little more this year. I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of taking things with a, a new perspective. Uh, I'm someone who just wants to go out there and have some fun, uh, get my opportunities to pitch. You know, try to improve my hitting as best I can. And uh, just give it everything I have on the field and try to be involved in all my team's games to the best of my ability. Glad to hear that. So let's talk about your sports background. I know uh, just like uh, Billy, who I was just talking to earlier, uh, you went to Catholic Memorial. Uh, let's, what, what sports were you into? Were you playing when you were growing up? So when I was a little kid, uh, I played baseball all the way through Little League till I was about 12 years old. Um, then I stopped that. Uh, I played basketball all the way through middle school, tried out freshman year, did not make the team. The team ended up winning the state title. So I uh, did not really care that I did not make the team because watching them win was really cool. And knowing that, well, at least I didn't make it to a bunch of guys who won states and one guy who is about to be the starting point guard at Kentucky next year. So, you know, there are worse guys to not make the team too. Shout out Kellen Brady. Um, but I, uh, yeah, haven't really played any organized sports um, since elementary school. Got more into just lifting in college and getting in shape. So I guess that's – it's not really competitive sports, but it, it definitely got me in much better shape than I was in when I was a younger guy. Um, it's why I've improved drastically in the FBL over the years. Uh, and it helped with my intramural play. I was a multi-sport intramural athlete in college. Um, little flag football, little basketball, little inner tube water polo. Little slow pitch softball. Hold on, inner tube water polo. Inner tube water polo. Oh yeah, big time. Ooh, I need to hear about this. So, you know those like donut floats where you like sit down in a pool and like yeah, you just like float around in them. So you sit your bum in one of those, and you like get to swim around with your legs, and they have like a volleyball and everything. They set up nets on each side, and you're just like going up and down, back and forth, kind of. It's basically like handball. In the and there's like a certain area you can't throw it inside of, and you're just trying to score goals. We sucked freshman year. By senior year, we were a wagon. 
<laughs> that sounds like the the outdoor version of broomball that we had at umass lowell broomball is basically hot like uh, street hockey played without rollerblades on ice so you you're basically skidding around in shoes on ice and you've got these broomsticks and you're just trying to whack at this little tiny dodgeball looking thing and score between two score it off and put it in between two cones that are set up on each side of the boards it's it sounds electric yeah it's wild until I couldn't play anymore because I got suspended from all intramurals. <laughs> you see, I can see you doing that. So we won't. <laughs> Anywho. So when when you were first introduced to the WBL, what were your first thoughts about the league? Um, when I first got introduced to the WBL, it was it was a long time ago. I think I was in high school. I don't remember specifically when. Um it was a hell of a lot greasier than it is now. I can tell you that much. We played in Zach's backyard, aka Lacey Grounds, which I don't ever want to use again. That place is a righty's nightmare. You cannot pull a home run if you're a righty. Lefty's paradise, though. Um, That's cap. It, it was a lefty's paradise. You yeah, you know it. It's coming from a left-handed hitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought it was going to be easier to adjust to than it was um, I'm still not adjusted so clearly it's not that easy of an adjustment but I'm also just not a good baseball player um, it seemed like it was a good time but also very competitive uh, you know it was kind of the core four older guys and Nietzsche so you guys seemed like you knew what you were doing and we were trying to ingratiate ourselves into the fold myself and Jonathan mainly because we were kind of coming in at around the same time um, but it seemed like a good time seemed like a really competitive league and uh something that had the potential to, you know, exist every summer. Now you currently are on the RCCs, the Rockland canned coochies. So what do you enjoy most about playing uh, for the RCCs? Oh man. What do I enjoy most? I think the general camaraderie of the team we've got, you know, besides me, there's three really good spirited guys on the team. There's, Alec DeFederico, a.k.a. captain coach, uh, he's, you know, always open to new ideas, always willing to try things. You know, he's willing to give me the ball in game one of the series on a team that has him and Matt, who are two of the best pitchers in the entire league. And he's letting me take the ball because he's just good-spirited about everything. Um, there's Matty Bumshow, a.k.a. Matty Camshow, a.k.a. Matty Sexshow, a.k.a. Matt Cunningham, uh, who, you know, even with Alec on the team for as great of a pitcher as he is, you know, most people would recognize Matt as the ace of the staff coming off a Cy Young Award consistently going out and putting up stellar performances on the mound great baseball background great guy to play with played with him in the fbl um, you did too he's a fun guy to be with um, he's really competitive but he knows that at the end of the day uh, it's backyard sportsman it's all about the fun and then there's uh the other johnny paul bolduck um aka biceps bolduck uh maybe the most fun person to play in with because he's always just super into it his his attitude's a positive outlook um he just wants to go out there and have some fun with the boys uh, on a given weekend. He's, he's always down to play. Um, and he's like me. He likes football better than, than wiffle ball. So we, we're kind of on the same page about that. But we're both just out here trying to do our best and have a good time and play some wiffle ball. Uh, you know, I, I, I love being on a team like that where it, it, it's competitive, but it's fun. And everybody recognizes that. Hmm. 
Now, if you could take over as captain of your team for one day, what would the, and you had the opportunity to trade for one player, who would you trade for? Well, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't want to trade any of the guys on my team. Because no, no, I, I, don't, I don't need to hear who you would trade in return. Just if you could trade for any player in the league, not on your team, who would it be? That's a good question. Um, it'd probably be Nick at this point. Um, in terms of two-way, I don't know that there's anybody better in the league at this point than Nick. Um, with you gone, he, he's up there at the, in the top of the league in hitters. Uh, and it, his pitching stats, you, uh, I saw you release the power rankings the other day. He's been off the charts this year on the mound. Um, he takes it seriously. He's very into it, very competitive, but he knows how to have fun. Uh, and I think he'd be more relaxed in an environment where he didn't have to be a dictator. Like he kind of has to be on his own team um, and, and tries to be because, uh, I mean, they, they, they hold more practices than anybody else. Um, but getting him is like that, like in a supplemental role where he could just play and have fun and not have to worry about managing everybody. Uh, I think that would be, you know, good because he's just a really good ball player. Now let's talk about uh, rivalries. Uh, who oh, would boy. you say is your biggest rival in the league? Now you can, you can answer this as like, who is the RCC's biggest rival in the league? Or you can answer it as who is your personal rival as an individual in the league? Or you can answer it both ways. I have no preference. All right. Well, this, this is for content, so I'll give you both. Um, from a team perspective, I would say our biggest rival is probably after Sunday, I would say it's the Flakes. Um, it was a very up-and-down series. There were a lot of argued calls both ways. They're a very impassioned team and have a lot of guys on their team who, you know, they're good guys. They're, like, they're fun. Um, but they like to be right, and they don't like it when they're not right. Um, or when something doesn't go their way, they don't handle it the best. And I don't either. I'll say that. But they have a lot of guys who are like me in that regard, where if something goes against them, they don't handle it well. Um, and, you know, they, they're very competitive, just like we are and just like I am. Uh, so I, I would say they're probably – I would say they're probably every team's biggest rival just because of that attitude in general. I, I don't see that so much with the Hanks. They're, you know, you're the former captain of that team, but now with Miller – they seem to have a much more laissez-faire, carefree mentality of like, fuck it, let's just go out and have fun. Um, and the bums are competitive, but they're, they're much more negotiable in-game than, than the flakes are from my experience. Personally, uh, it's probably Cam, just because we're the two worst players in the league. Um, at least statistically, it's Cam. Uh, you know, just we both suck, and my goal every year is at this point to just be better than Cam because it's like, all right, I'm not the worst player out there. Um, if we're talking like actual on the field, I love facing BS. I, I love it. It's just, we're staring that, each other that's down. That's the answer I was looking for. Yeah. It's I, I love like, like statistically it's cam, but like one-on-one, -on -one, I want BS every freaking time. <laughs> give me the kid, like dude, give me on the mount. I'm going to stand down. I'm going to say golden showers. And I'm going to try to strike him out every single time. That's, that is my goal. And when he's on the mount, I want to hit him every single time. I love it. I, I love the energy against BS. I love it. Now let's let's put you in the role of commish for a day. What's the first thing that you would change about the WBL as commissioner? Man, these are pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, what size feet you got? Like a 14, 15? 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Okay. 15 and a half. 
I'm 12 wide, so a little, little bit bigger than me. Um, that's a good question. First change I would make is I would give every team a mandated home field. We have teams set up. We have a bunch of different places we can play. I would say, okay, every team pick one park you like to play in. If multiple teams like the same park, we're going to have a, we're going to do something to figure out who gets that as their home park. And then we set up the matchups there accordingly. I would like to see, you know, every team, it would be nice, you know, with, with the matchups because we use bean field a lot, but it would be nice if the bean field bumps home field was bean field. And if our home field for the RCCs was at like Abington high, and then if the flakes had their own home field and so on and so forth, it would be cool to have like the different locations. It would have more of a like baseball type vibe to it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that we can look into. Uh, I don't think any field dimensions quite match up as well as being field does. Um, I mean, but there's also multiple fields at that Rockland Little League complex that could be each each field that could be a, a, a team's home field, so to speak. I know we've played on field four, we've played on field five, and we've played on field two as well as field three. I think the only... Uh, I field one, not field two. I think the only field that we haven't played at the Rock Little League Complex is field two, um, which is where the uh, gravel parking lot is. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've played on like, I think six or seven different fields now in league history. So, I mean, it, it, it's feasible. Um, but I don't know if we'll ever get there. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a good point. I, I actually like that one. Uh, that's definitely something that I actually might look into somewhere down the road sure. if, if there were actually if there was enough interest. Um, now let's let's talk about you circling back. Uh, what's one area of your game that you most want to improve on? Um, I think getting a second pitch on the mound. Um, you know, historically, my go-to has been the cutter, and that works for about two weeks, and then everyone picks up on it, and I start getting hammered, which is why my ERA is mid-five. Now I'm using the same grip, and it's a two-seamer. I don't know why, um, but I have not changed my – you you haven't been here, but I'll tell you, like, I now throw a two-seamer. It's not a cutter anymore. I, I don't know how, but it's now moving the opposite direction that it was moving all of last year. So I can't I, – I don't understand. It, it's working. I'm actually pitching better this year than I have in years past, even though my ERA is a little inflated because of that one inning, but just getting like maybe figuring out how to get that cutter down. So I have two pitches, each moving in opposite directions, trying to keep the hitters off balance. Cause um, you know, I am what I am as a hitter. Uh, I can improve on my discipline. I can get a little bit better, but there's not much that I'm going to be able to do at this point. I'm 23 years old uh, as a pitcher. I feel like I could contribute more, um, you know, and it, developing a second pitch would be easier than changing my approach at the plate at this point. So I'd rather work on that or at least not, maybe not easier, but more impactful. I should say. What a statement there. 23 years of age already reached the ceiling in multiple facets of the game. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's, it's a wiffle ball. There's only so much. More like, there's only so much. Like I don't do this year round. I cannot get, I don't have the time to do this every day. So unfortunately I, I can't, I can't say that I'm going to be able to get much, much better than I am. I hear you. All right, so let's pivot over to the expansion team. I know you're very familiar with the, the roster construction of the expansion team. Uh, what are your expectations for the expansion team once they get going? Once they get going, I think they're going to be a, a little bit of a problem. Um, 
my other cousin Brady's the captain of the team. I still don't know what the name is of the team yet or anything, but it's a few of his high school buddies. Um, I think one of them plays baseball besides him, and the other two don't, but they do play high school sports. So they're all athletic kids. Um, I, I can tell you that, you know, I think I met a couple of them at uh, his confirmation party last year. They know how to chirp, so they're not going to sit there and take shit from a lot of people. And I know, like, people people in this league like to give shit. They're not going to just take it. They're going to give it back, um, oh, which is good because they, they, <laughs> they, they're not going to back down. Like, it's not going to be like a fight, but they're not going to sit there and, and take anybody's shit. You know, I know I know Zach is someone who has historically liked to, you know, harp on the new guy and try to get under their skin as best he can. You're not going to get under these kids' skin that easily. They're not going to just take it. They're, they're going to come back at you with whatever they have. Um, and they're going to compete, uh, you know, it, they're athletic. They, they all play sports. They, they wanted to do this. Every single one of them committed to be in this league. So they are going to go out there, give it their all. I'm not expecting them to, you know, be a wagon by any stretch. I'm not saying they'll get a playoff spot, but they're not going to be pushovers. I, I think right away, they'll probably be better than the Hanks just because the Hanks, since you left are not looking nearly as good. Um, yeah, it brings a, a tear to my eye to to agree with you there. But I, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, your departure really screwed over a lot of teams. You screwed over the Hanks, and then the you didn't screw us over, but you, the Hanks got screwed over by it, and the the football team too that we had did did not end up. The naughty narwhals took took a hard L there. But but back to the main point. Yeah, these these guys are they're going to compete. I know that. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. I want to do a quick little rapid fire round with you. Some some people might call it the uh, electric chair. Uh, we're gonna put a minute on the clock. I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions, uh, and you just give me an answer as quickly as possible. We'll see how many you can get through. Okay. What is your favorite summer activity? Uh, wiffle ball. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mocha chip. Favorite cartoon character? SpongeBob. Actually, no, Peter Griffin. Sorry. Ooh, we'll have to circle back to that. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, Munich. What's your dream job? Personal trainer. Mornings or nights? nights what annoys you the most jonathan sullivan <laughs> what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten oh um pass welcome maybe i can ask that after i need time to think oh man you've only got one second left so uh go ahead and answer that one <laughs> strangest thing i've ever eaten um <laughs> I don't know if it counts as eating, but I swallowed a fly at one point. It wasn't fun. I, I'll accept that as an answer. That's uh, very messed up uh, but and more unfortunate than messed up, but still yeah, messed up to say the least. Um, but let's, let's get you out of here on one final note, uh, circling back to the league as a whole. What's your favorite part about the playing the WL, WBL that seemingly brings you out of retirement every three years 
I, I, I might have retired like twice. It, it wasn't more than that, though. It, 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 there might have been a bit. There might have been a video at one point. I, I mean, it was, it was a little greasy. Um, my favorite part is probably the camaraderie. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all one big friend group. We all get along. Uh, we do an annual trip together. We do drinking events together. You know, we do Zoom calls. We do trivia. We did trivia. That's kind of freaking dead now. Um, there's beer pong, you know, little munchkin games, poker games every once in a while. There's always something to do and everybody's, you know, people are busy, but we make time for each other and we're there for each other. Um, and it's nice to have a group of guys who, you know, are willing to take time every week to get together and do something um, as a group. And this seems to be that thing. So it, it, it's nice to be part of something like that. Hell yeah. Uh, so before we get you out of here, you got any final thoughts before we uh, send you on out? Uh, well, I guess I will end it with the same way. My, uh, my co-host of Foxborough Files, Zach Lacey, check, check out our uh, newest episode, by the way. I'm not sure if he has dropped it. going to plug that real quick. Um, you know, it's on the draft. We had a draft expert uh, come on and talk a little bit of Patriots football and some, some draft expectations. So definitely an episode to check out. But I'll end this uh, nope. with the way my co-host, Zach Lacey, ends. Dan, Dan, get ready to edit it out. Edit that out. Fuck Ed- Duke. Ed- Ryan All right, Mike, have a nice one. Thanks, Ryan. You too. Fuck you. What can do for you?